Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly slash fortnightly movie podcast. And this week, uh, we're doing a bit of a special episode. Uh, we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about the movie Dangal, starring Amir Khan. Uh, but we're also going to talk a little bit about the Indian Film Festival of Ireland with uh, two guests, our experts in well, our expert in Indian film and our expert in cricket and potentially wrestling, <laughs> um, Giovanna and Babu. Uh, we're pleased to have you back. You guys were on a little while ago talking about Lagan. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. No, thank you very much, uh, Darren and Andrew, for having us back. I mean, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity to be part of your show and also to talk about uh, the festival and uh, the films uh, that uh, are going to be screened. As I said, the Indian Film Festival of Ireland is on between the 15th and the 17th of September 2017. And uh, um, there are uh, several venues uh, where uh, films are being screened uh, all over Dublin. The main venue is uh, Dundrum Cinema, and then there are uh, other venues uh, like in libraries or uh, universities. And uh, um, the main film uh, that is um, going to open the um, uh, film festival is Urna uh, by Rahul Bose, that is um, a famous uh, uh, filmmaker and, and also um, um, an actor, uh, a Bollywood actor. And uh, the film is about um, uh, the youngest girl to climb uh, Mount Everest. Purna is actually the the girl. Purna is the name of the girl who is um, is uh, the protagonist of this film, and it's a really good film. And uh, Rahul Bose will be in attendance. When is that? So that's the opening film. Yes, on the on the seventeenth. Sorry, on the on the fifteenth of September. That's the Friday uh, evening. Yes, on the Friday fifteenth of September, Purna will be screened uh, at uh, six o'clock at uh, Dandran Cinema, and uh, Rahul Bose. They will be in attendance. Um, if you want to book tickets, can we do that through the? Yes, yes, uh, through the underground cinema uh, um, to the box office. Uh, tickets can be can be uh, booked. Perfect. Cool. Yes. What other highlights are, are coming out there? Right. So, so we're hoping with if myself and Andrew don't mess this up, this will be out the weekend before. <laughs> um, so just if, if this comes out either before or after the film festival, that's on us. But we're hoping to have this out the weekend before, so people yes. listening to this can have a sort of a. A sort of a, a choice of what they're going to see in a virtual smorgasbord of films. So, if yes. you were to sort of pick some highlights from the film, aside from the opening film. Yes, another um, uh, film that is um, uh, going to be um, the closing film actually of the festival is Halal Daddy. is an um, um, Irish film actually. Um, uh, it's set in Sligo and it talks about uh, the adventures of a, a British Asian guy who is gifted um, 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 uh, halal abattoir and he has to try to manage the, um, uh, this business uh, uh, and uh, um, uh, fighting with his uh, uh, really um, stern uh, father and, uh, um, and there are a, a series of uh, hilarious characters in the film like uh, Cole Meany is uh, playing uh, the part yeah. of a, uh, the grumpy father of his girlfriend <laughs> and uh, yes and then uh, uh, a few other uh, characters who are always uh, kind of stoned uh, and uh, they <laughs> provide a kind of comic relief and it's a really good film it's uh, really really good uh, really funny well, that's a film myself and Andrew actually have some interest in because we, yeah. we both grew up in Sligo. Uh, yeah, not, not, not only that, but we, we both grew up with Calamini. <laughs> so not, we can empathize not, with the experience. Not, not just from Irish movies, but, uh, but of course from, from, from being nerds. And, and, and watching w- Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it is, I've actually seen Halal Daddy and it, it is very entertaining and it's very uplifting. It's a feel-good film and I think it captures uh, parts of Sligo very, very well. 
Like, you you look at it as somebody who's lived in Saigon, you can recognize a lot of the county in it, which I think is a testament to a my mother has been asking me all the time when are you going to do halal daddy <laughs> and the answer is when the kids on the 250 um now we'll probably we'll probably see if we can figure something out because it is something we are we are oh, interested yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah so that's the closing film that's on the yes, sunday yes, night uh, yes is um uh, going to be screened at uh, dandram cinema uh, on sunday the 17th of september and um, it's going to be at uh, six o'clock in the evening yes it's uh, and that's a closing film so we've done the opening film the closing film so if, if somebody wanted to see something in between what would, would you have some highlights oh yes yes absolutely there um, there is going to be a screening for example at uh, dit which i'm going to be hosting and uh, that is going to include uh, several um uh, short films uh, several indian short films some also made here in ireland and then uh, an independent uh, uh, Indian film uh, featuring some uh, high-profile actors. Uh, it's uh, the title is Waiting. Is uh, um, a moving and uh, uh, really well-told stories about two people meeting in a hospital, and it's uh, um, it's a really uh, really really good film. And uh, then another uh, good film that um, is um, is going to be screened is, uh, for example, The Hundred Foot Journey, and it's oh, an homage. Exactly, and Mirren and Hompur, it's a tribute to Hompuri, who sadly passed away not long ago. And uh, uh, so this, uh, this film uh, will be uh, screened also at um, uh, PS Reef Library on uh, Saturday, 16th of September at uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, yes. we'll, we'll, we, we, we must have these um, uh, in the show notes. We will indeed. We'll yeah. have links to the screen. So any, 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 anyone, um, yeah, anyone uh, who wants to be pointed towards any of the recommendations. But I mean, in terms of... From from your end as well, you guys operate a Facebook group, I believe, as well. If people want to sort of log yes, on yes, and yes, yes, uh, there there are events uh, organized, um, linked to uh, every screening basically on uh, Facebook, and there is also the general uh, Indian Film Festival of Ireland Facebook page uh, with uh, updates uh, and uh, information about um, uh, every single screening. So yes, it's uh, it's easy to find information about the events. Perfect. It's it's very very worth checking out as well. Um, as actually, it's how what how long has it been running at this stage? How many years? Uh, uh, already eight years basically eight because years. it started in uh, two thousand and ten. Right. The first edition was in two thousand and ten. That's it's very very good. Like we we've, we've been looking through the records as well. We've seen some of the past screenings and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal accomplishment. Something that's very very cool. Uh, yes yes no it's uh, it's really good and it's uh, the first uh, film festival of this kind uh, being organized in dublin so it's um, um it's an achievement that uh, it has been uh, um going on for so long we're here actually we're going to talk a little bit today about one of the films that is screening as part of the festival i believe it is yes exactly it's dangal dangal will be screened on uh, saturday 16th of september uh, at uh, 12 noon basically at uh, Rathmines uh, Public Library and it's going to be a free screening. So it's completely free? Yes. yes. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Do, you, do, you, do you need to book tickets beforehand? Uh, no, no, you just turn up on oh. the day. Yes. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. Brilliant. So, so anyone, anyone who hasn't seen uh, Dan Gal, I suppose, before you listen to the podcast, Saturday the 16th? Yes, Saturday the 16th of at September. 2pm in the Rathmines, Rathmines Public Library. At uh, 12 noon, sorry. 12 noon. Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, 12 yeah. noon. <laughs> you, you would have arrived about halfway through. You would have exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Rathmines Public Library, yes. 12, 12, 12, 12. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, just to reiterate. Just. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. So what we might do is we might talk a little bit generally about Dangal, right? So if, if you haven't seen it yet and if you're going to see it, you can sort of listen up to a point. 
And what we do is when we're going to talk in a bit more sort of specificity about the film, so we're going to talk about, you know, the, 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 the details of the characters, the arcs, the ending, stuff like that, we'll give you a bit of warning. So if you're listening, you can pause it, go to Rathmines Public Library at 12 noon uh, next Saturday, go see the film, and then when you get out, listen to the rest of us talk about it in a bit more detail. But just to provide a bit of context for, for Dan yes. Gell, right? Because Dan Gell was released last year, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. It is a phenomenal accomplishment. I believe it is the highest international grossing Indian film of all time, possibly. Yes. It is the fifth largest grossing non-English language film of all time. Wow. It is a it was a monster at the Chinese box office. And it, it's Absolutely. just it's it's phenomenal. It's had a huge cultural impact. It it's it's a very big film. It came in. It's the highest ranked Indian film on the 250 at the moment. And we all know, as, as people on a podcast about the 250, that is the ultimate um, <laughs> sort of measure of quality of a film is how high it ranks in that public vote. But it is it, it's at number 72. So it's got this huge, it's got great reviews. Incredible. It's got, it's, got uh, it's done financially wonderful overseas. It's got this high level of acclaim and people genuinely love it. So give us a bit of an introduction to the film. Uh, basically, uh, this film uh, was uh, produced uh, by Amir Khan, who is also starring uh, in uh, one of the main roles. And uh, Amir Khan is um, a Bollywood star, one of the uh, most famous uh, Bollywood actors uh, at the moment. And uh, he's um, uh, well known to be a perfectionist, so he doesn't want to churn out uh, film after film every couple of months. Uh, he makes uh, just... Uh, a few films, uh, but they are uh, really, really well made. In fact, um, uh, his uh, previous film, um, like PK, was uh, uh, the um, highest grossing Indian film uh, of all time until Dangal, and basically he beat uh, his own record because yeah. his films uh, are so good, so well made, so well acted, so well uh, thought of that uh, he manages to please uh, every audience. He manages to please uh, uh, Indian audiences uh, who prefer normally more con conventional kind of uh, uh, films, but also audiences who would like to see something a bit more daring, a bit more uh, provocative, and uh, something that is not uh, um, very conventional, sticking to the Bollywood convention that are basically uh, song and dance, uh, love stories, uh, really uh, a lot of... Uh, a mix of uh, different genres, but uh, he, he makes films that are uh, really um, interesting uh, from uh, every kind of uh, audience, not just audience who is uh, uh, passionate about Bollywood films. Yeah, this because we we had previously seen Lagan, and similarly, Lagan had smashed the records too. But th this is the sophistication of 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 this movie com um, compared to Lagan because we like Lagan a lot. This is this is quite a different movie. Um as in yeah, you're 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 you're, you're right in the sense that it's it's kind of eschewed some of the old Bollywood tropes of of, of the musical of numbers the, for example in, in yeah. the film are without getting too spoilery, they're not they're not in the style of say Lagan where where the, the action is interrupted for a song and dance sequence with one notable exception early on. Um, they're generally played more as sporting montages, and I think like when we were watching it, you guys compared it to Rocky, and it is very much like Rocky. There's like you have the lyrics that obviously relay the story and stuff like that, but the the storytelling is is not what I would have expected from from my limited experience of watching the Gan. 
No, of course, because uh, uh, basically in Lagan there were several song and dance sequences as well. And instead, in this film, okay, the scene at the wedding uh, included some dancing, but uh, uh, it didn't really stop uh, the narrative because uh, basically there were sequences that even in uh, Western kind of yeah. films would have in, uh, included uh, music. Yeah. But it's going to fly uh, now, for yeah. example, in Rocky. It's like, uh, this, exactly, is, this exactly. is the theme through music. And yeah, and it seemed to kind of make sense almost yeah. in, in the context of the, of the, of the wedding um, yeah. Well, yeah, party so, yeah. where, where, where they're singing their song. I mean... It's a bit of a show. It's, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think with, with Legan, it was, it was more sophisticated for its time as well. So it's like each um, iteration is 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 coming on even further. Yeah. I mean, I think with, I without I guess losing what 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 the aspects that make it. I think what you can say is that the Legan was made many years ago, probably more than a decade ago. Yes. So now he's actually I mean kind of an even bigger star mm. than when he was when Legan. Although he can still play himself at a younger age than he was in the game. Amazing. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about that probably a bit more depth later. But, but uh, I think what's happened is that over a period of time, he's made a number of films that have always seemed to do very well at the box office. And at the same time, it seems acceptable that it, it has um, a social element to it. So on the one hand, on one level, you've got a story. And on the other, it, his films seem to say something about Indian culture and the country as a whole and their values and their morals and, you know, general social values, as I say. And I think that's why, you know, year after year, as, as Ivana said, he doesn't make an awful lot of films, but mm. they seem to be successful. And whereas some, you know, kind of Indian film stars, they tend to make the same kind of films action blockbusters yeah very little subtext yeah they don't really say very much um but his films seem to say a lot more and people accept it i mean actually because i want to i want to talk about this i want to ask about this because we talked a bit about this when we talked about Lagan. amir khan seems to have a an interest in social commentary whether in his films or outside because i think there may even have been a controversy shortly before the release of this film where he made some some comment about Indian culture or society that was not well received and people were sort of worried about the box office receipts of this film as a result of that which ironically somehow proved to be completely irrelevant but this is a a film that is in many ways invested in say the role of women in in India it's a it's a film just in terms of broad plot it's a film about two two young girl wrestlers but like one of the things that I, I found when I was researching it was that like it was given tax breaks in certain parts of India because it was designed to, or it was intended to, to preach a social message about accepting women and children. So trying to reduce the rates of abortion of female fetuses, for example, mm. uh, and all this sort of stuff to teach, to sort of to have a comment about the role of women in, in Indian society. And I mean, even in the film itself, there's, there's a scene we'll probably talk about in a bit more depth later, but there's a sense that it is trying to say something about, I think, Indian society and, and those relations that exist within it. Well, I think you know, one of the, without... Uh Spoiler alert! There is, as you mentioned, the role of of women traditionally in Indian society. Well, things have changed, but in some parts of the country, they haven't. So, in villages, women tend to marry very young, Mm. whereas in normal kind of Western culture, you wouldn't see 
marriage before well, the age 18. given here is 14 I think yeah. in the film itself yeah. so and that's common in a, in even 10 years ago when I, I, I visited I was, it was you know a celebration and I was quite surprised that the the bride was 14 and, the, and that's quite common still mm. so and there is um, you know the part of the one of the scenes talks about that and mm. the role of for a lot of women it's still very traditional yeah and it doesn't seem to have moved on very much in terms of what their expectation or what their parents expectation of their role in in, in life what they're going to do you know basically they you know get married have children look after the house yeah cook and clean i think is the example yeah, exactly. yeah. repeatedly yeah. by the female character and that's you know maybe in a modern society as india moves on is that really still acceptable yeah so, I mean, I, I think there is a very strong sort of social core to the film as well. And they're saying, actually, that's one of the reasons why they think it works so well in China. Because it, it did phenomenally well uh, in, uh, yeah, in China as well. Similar but problems. That's it, exactly. They reckon it's, it's a similar sort of very patriarchal society. They also reckon that the ban on South Korean dramas in Chinese cinemas um, and a lack of interest in, in Hollywood films as well contributed to this sort of this, this massive... Like, back in July, it was still smashing records at the Chinese box office. I think the other thing as well, when you look at China and you, and you look at India, there's still a high proportion of the, the population that are basically moving towards from a rural to a kind of urban environment. Because mm. as China moves forward, there is the idea of, okay, where do we get the manpower if we're going to build economic um, long-term success? Then cities have become bigger. And I mean, they're building these cities at a remarkable rate in terms of the buildings and all that. But then at the same time, um, you're moving people from who are going from rural areas to working cities to then move towards economic success. And it's the same as in India to a certain extent where it's becoming more of an economic power. So can you have a traditional way of living where, you know, because often now, we've seen here in Western society, where often now, two people are working as opposed yeah. to one it isn't the same traditional well i mean yeah even, even in western societies a large part of the the sort of feminist movement was rooted in industrialization and yeah. in terms of like having to recognize that women do jobs because we need bodies in, in the labor force the second world war for example or even after after irish independence and stuff like that it's, it's basically when you realize that you need bodies mm. you start to care less about you know the, the genders and dividing lines but i think there's even an element of that in the film here where for example it's the story of a father who wants to who never kind of got the medal that he wanted to win and who always dreamed of a son who would go and win that medal that he desperately wanted yeah. only not to have sons and so he decided that he would fulfill his dream using the two of the four daughters that he'd been given yeah and i think that even even on that level it, it almost sort of taps into that sense of that which is a rather grim way of looking at like progress and sort of like recognition of, of women's rights but basically that, that you know when you have a situation women need to contribute when the society needs women to contribute yeah that's when you tend to get but uh, i mean one of the things he does say the, the father figure he does say that basically what he's looking for is allowing his children by okay there's two elements of it in the sense that one he's fulfilling his own dreams through his children but on the other hand he's saying if i empower them and make them strong then they'll have more choices later on Whereas if I let him just give him the traditional the standard, route, yeah. that a lot of the villagers are encouraging him 
to adopt you know a certain type of attitude then he's limiting and restricting his daughters yeah. as to what they can achieve yeah. i feel like we're we're itching to talk about the movie in a bit more depth in a bit more depth uh yeah it is is well, I suppose that mind, then I guess before, the only thing to ask before is, we go ahead yeah. like is is basically like first of all do you think that this movie belongs on the top 250 movies uh, of all time second question is would you recommend that people see this movie and I, I think I'd recommend that people go see this movie um, specifically I'd, <laughs> specifically <laughs> at Rhymes on Noon yes, but I would have Aer Lingus um, operate uh, flights, operate to and flights for, for any yeah. international listeners <laughs> uh, but I do I actually I really liked it I maybe liked it a bit less than I liked Lagan. Um, really? and we'll probably we'll probably talk a bit because I think there are some elements of it that I think didn't click with me as well as I think they did with Lagan, say but I, I really really enjoyed it I, I think it was a very well made film but you guys I mean obviously Giovanna may have a vested perspective in this um, <laughs> yes uh, of course I, I really enjoy Indian films in general but uh, I think um, uh, the Tangal is um, objectively a really good film and uh, as we say it is not um, uh, displaying a typical characteristic of um, uh, Bollywood film that uh, might be found um, unpalatable by Western audiences like uh, um, long song and dance sequences or uh, melodrama or it's kind of it's not frivolous yes yeah. yes uh, or um, um, meandering narrative that uh, gets lost in the way so I mean it's um, it's um, a bit long obviously it's uh, 160 minutes more or less but it's uh, very enjoyable and very yeah. gripping and uh, it's also a true story so that is um, another interesting element mm. as well uh, that uh, is not uh, fictional so basically people can um, can recognize uh, um, that um, these things uh, really happen and uh, um, and uh, through this uh, uh, dramatic reconstruction of uh, uh, real events uh, they can uh, connect with the reality of uh, growing up as a woman in India um, in a male-dominated society and trying to um, make your way in a sport that is particularly male-dominated like uh, wrestling. I, I would say that, um, do you mean, if you can get to a free screening, um, if only there were one on. <laughs> I wonder where. Uh, would uh, there be red minds? Would you yeah. know where there would be possibility of seeing a, a free screening of this uh, this incredible film? Yeah. Saturday, sixteenth of uh, September, twelve o'clock, uh, Right Minds Library. No, wow. surely not. What? It can't be free. What are the chances What's of that? The catch? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I I think actually you know it might be worth for mothers to take their children to. Yeah. You know, absolutely for yeah. women you know it's uh, it's very empowering i think well, for men as well to be honest there yeah. are probably quite yeah. a few men who could do with watching a film like this Cause well. yeah. and 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 it has that accessibility as well because it 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 starts out and it plays very much throughout the movie as if this is a movie about a father and that's the kind of the, the um, gateway into the, the gateway story. in yeah, yeah but i think this 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 is a a a, a movie for women but also to men um yeah. in some ways um because it's 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 directing a a story i suppose in 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 a way in which and it's e even and yeah and and even the um obviously it's a true story but the 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 choice of um 
of yeah of a of a, of a male sport yeah i suppose and a male narrator as well yeah. who isn't who isn't the father for example and, that's and true the choice to tell from from the father's perspective but then i think at the end without getting too spoilery it makes a very conscious choice to, and it does, to reveal and that it is the story of of the two yeah. the two women in question and i i yeah I, I, and i think that's very worthwhile i think that's very a very good choice i think it's a choice that serves yeah. the movie very very well but it it definitely reels you in yes uh, as as a like, uh, imdb um uh, two uh, two fifty critics and reviewers <laughs> um tend to be uh, majority male uh, i suppose yes and, and yeah. came of age during the 90s and yeah, like they're yeah, james yeah. cameron and quentin tarantino so <laughs> so the, the, this this it's good that there that there is a movie um like this like this in 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 the 250 and you can also see how how it's um how how that's happened yes how it it doesn't seem it doesn't seem hostile or confrontational in, in the way that it's it's going always talking about yeah no i think the other thing is well that both men and women can watch it you know like absolutely you, yeah, because um the, the wrestling sequences are, are quite gripping i should yeah, say yeah, at, yeah, at one point during the movie andrew seconds. turned to me and said darren we should wrestle <laughs> <laughs> no um, and I we did and thankfully did. they didn't <laughs> andrew has laid out the mat here and said he's good to go whenever um but yeah it is like the wrestling scenes are fantastic and it does the Let's thing go, that oh bro um, i like i do like that everybody calls everybody bro in this movie as well in but i i do like that it makes it does a thing that Lagan does very well um because we we didn't actually need as much of babu explaining sport to us when we were watching this we were watching Lagan. but it explains the rules of the sport in a way that's very clear so you can understand yeah. exactly yeah. what's happening and it's done in a way that is tense and exciting and gripping yeah. Um, maybe a little bit too intense, exciting, gripping when we get to the climax. <laughs> but we'll talk about that when we get to the spoilers. On the edge zone. of our seats, yeah. But it really is very, very good. I, I, I disagree with Darren. I, I think that, um, not, not on anything he just said. <laughs> just in <laughs> on, on, on the, <laughs> yeah, of, of course, because I have to. It's in the contract. That, um, no, I, 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 I actually preferred this to Legan. Oh. Yeah. I, I thought, like, in, in terms of, like, um, they're very different movies, and I th I think maybe it can sometimes be a mistake. Like, yeah, to compare. One yeah, to even yeah. though we <laughs> we have a podcast where it's a list and it's a it's like a, a hierarchy. Movies, yeah. yeah, but yeah, they're 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 very different movies, and I and I like them both a lot. This 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 one I think I liked a little bit more, and and yeah, I think for 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 a few reasons for for not just the thematic richness, but the choice of themes. Yeah. And 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 the way in which they 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 accomplish kind of um, yeah some of those messages. I, yeah, I, I would say that the people could most people watching the movies, the two movies would probably be able to relate more to the the latter movie because right. Lagan is is set in a time and yeah it's kind of anti-British to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. So yeah, and maybe that. Um, you know that kind of yeah, element I, of it most people wouldn't unless you are yeah. indian or of asian background you probably wouldn't it wouldn't matter to you so much yeah. um so in that respect it, it, you know it's probably not as accessible yeah I, i'm gonna be honest i'm probably being a bit of a film snob here because i just like the way that it looked like a sort of a classic old school hollywood film that's that's exactly <laughs> like that's that's i guess why i would say that um like they're they're very different they are very different films. because Ligan is has that great it's like a a um 
a film, as in on film, yeah, rather rather than a a, um, a movie, yeah, like a digital kind yeah. of, yeah. The, the this this is very kind of, yeah. The the you it, it's apples and oranges. Yeah, I mean it, it it's it's. Although having said that, this podcast is set in Ireland and I think the British might have been here we may be able to emphasize to, to be fair, to be fair uh, we, we were rather sceptical about Braveheart <laughs> let's draw the line on sort of the, the Irish nationalist sentiment on this podcast um, but anyway with that in mind then we might sort of segue neatly into, into the spoiler zone so if you are listening to this and you haven't seen the movie yet um, go see the movie. We, we all endorse that. We all heartily recommend it. I mean, if you were looking to see the movie, I can't possibly think of when you would have the opportunity to do that. Can anybody here at the podcast think of where a screening might be going on? And if you didn't have any money, yeah. how you might be able to see it? Yeah, I mean, if Just one more time. Like, an, an well, we'd yeah. probably have to go to India for a start, right? Yeah. Possibly. But not necessarily. Really? really? There is a, <laughs> no. There is a where screening of... Where can we possibly of, see it, Giovanna? There, is a, there is a screening of Dangal, which is part of the Indian Film Festival of Ireland and it's going to be on on the 16th of uh, September Saturday the 16th of September at uh, Ratmines uh, Public Library at uh, 12 o'clock and uh, it's a free screening free so. screening <laughs> and how much does that cost? get out of town free nothing nothing so you, you're saying that the money that you would have spent on a ticket you can actually buy a bag of popcorn yeah. and exactly. a drink exactly yeah. that's great yeah. maybe yeah. not in the library because they wouldn't sell sticky uh, fingers on the books all sorts of things there but uh, yes you can buy it somewhere else <laughs> yeah and while you're there check out some of the great volumes that are available at Ratmines Library. <laughs> 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 it's a nice place. <laughs> it's a it nice is venue. a really, really nice venue. All right, well, with that in mind, then, guys, we'll see you on the other side of the spoiler zone. All right, so, Giovanna and Babu, what was Dangel about for I love asking that because I always, I always get that response. Yeah, I do that. To, I do that to Andrew every week. Yes, I did that to you no, once. Yeah, if you want, I go. Yes, I, I mean, for me, it's. Uh, I should mention that Giovanna Rampato is Ireland's leading academic on Bollywood cinema. <laughs> yes, even because there is nobody else, so <laughs> I have to be. <laughs> For this segment, we'd just like to introduce Dr. Giovanna Rampato, Ireland's leading academic on Bollywood cinema. Okay, <laughs> you're slagging me off now. <laughs> no, no, seriously. I it's mean, a, in a complete break of format for the podcast, having somebody on who actually knows what they're talking about, it's completely crazy. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, I'm sure uh, you, you guys are competent as well. You know, <laughs> you, uh, One of us is. <laughs> a degree for that uh, in, in film, really. Degree? I'm not around to be competent. That's, <laughs> not, that's not my role here. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so so Dangle, like, what what about Dangle sort of grabs you? What 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 sort of grabs your attention and holds it in the film? Uh, well, I think it's uh, uh, mainly the um, fact that it's an um, uh, empowering story and a feminine story, and uh, it's um, uh, countering uh, um, uh, a culture that is uh, centuries old that wants uh, the women to be in the kitchen uh, doing. Um, household chores uh, and uh, not being uh, involved uh, in uh, important things uh, so it's um, it's um, 
uh, really empowering from uh, that point of view and uh, for me it's also about uh, the relationship uh, between uh, father and his daughter because uh, uh, basically he treats uh, uh, his daughters as uh, um, important members of the family, people that uh, can actually achieve something uh, uh, while uh, other Indian fathers uh, think uh, of uh, their daughter as a, as a burden, basically, no? Uh, they, they just value the birth uh, of uh, a male offspring and mm. uh, instead the daughters are considered burden to get rid of uh, very quickly by marrying them off uh, when they are still uh, teenagers and uh, that's it. So that is uh, really important and uh, it's also important uh, to see how the father seems very harsh, uh, but um, he does it uh, to actually empower the girls, uh, so he doesn't do it just because he wants uh, selfishly uh, to achieve uh, the gold medal vicarious, for India. Yeah. Yes, yeah. vicariously, but also because um, uh, he wants uh, uh, his daughter to have opportunities, not to have just the only option to be picked by somebody to be married, but. Uh, have the option to, to choose who to marry and when to marry and if to marry. Yeah, I mean, there's a great moment where he's talking with his wife then. His wife's like, who will possibly choose to marry them? And he's like, well, look, at yes. the end of this, they will be able to choose for themselves. I love that, that, yeah. uh, that, that, that line in it where, yeah, uh, 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 you, you, you beat me to it. <laughs> no, no, no. That, um, that, was, that, that was such a fantastic line because, and, and, and it would be such a... Um, I guess unorthodox way of 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 thinking about these things, and everyone in the town is saying, "Oh, um, he's gone mad." Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the 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 father, or he's not gone mad; he's just gone shameless. Yeah, know, that's yeah. Of like, yeah. And he, he becomes, it, it captures he becomes that a sort of a pariah. Yeah, it captures and, that and sense and the very well. Too. Like, I mean, even even after the the daughters bring home the the first sort of medals that they do. There's the parade through the town. It's all young people cheering and clapping and happy, but you can still see the old women and the, the men sort of shaking their heads almost at this. Like, even after they, they win, there's a sense of... Maybe there's still a sense of that within the community. Well, I, I think one, one of the things that it does show as well is that maybe um, the, the restricted values that maybe people have in, in terms of... Like, part of the film at the very beginning, you know, it shows that... It suggests that the reason that he didn't achieve his own goals was partly because of the nature of his life and the fact that he couldn't do it because he didn't have the money yeah yeah so it shows that you know if you if you and i mean even later on even later on when he's trying to get funding you know there's there's the moment where he goes to visit the official and the official's like well we look we only get so much for wrestling and when you deduct the the amount that you spend on men with mattresses wardrobes facilities and stuff like Mm. that you only get this tiny sliver for women and then I think what it does as well is that then it, it kind of says to a lot of people, it's almost as if you're, it's almost like you you have a certain station in life mm. and you have to keep to that because, and you shouldn't think of anything above that, you know, because this is your, this is going to be, it's almost like your, your expectation of life should be lowered to what other people want. The standard. There, there's, yeah. there's so many levels of the kind of, um, I guess, um, like uttering or, or, or being um, some, somehow less than or... or, or Different. Or uh, yeah, sorry. or unimportant. Because not... Um, they're, they're women. They're, they're women uh, who are, who are uh, regional. 
the w- women who are coming from a poor background. Yeah. They're exactly. Indian women. Yeah. Um, so, so, so even even if you become a national champion in in in, in India, you're you're still facing um, that. Yeah, and the most you can hope for is 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 a bronze. At 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 every point, there's there 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 are these kind of Boundary challenges, and mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 the society that they live in reinforces those. It's not that they yeah. live in a, a a world where um where the aspirations um go go beyond kind yeah. of the well i mean like here's their their father is considered a failure because he never took home a gold medal like they're 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 aiming to bring home bronzes like their their coach is hoping his best goal for them is to bring home a bronze you know yeah like it's that level of setting boundaries and setting expectations that exist, that and that's after they get to the stage of being allowed to wrestle, and that's after the stage of they yeah. get of like winning the you know the nationals. Like, I th- I think it's a, as I say at the at the very beginning, it's almost like it's a self fulfilling prophecy of, of failure that you're only going to succeed. Other people won't allow you to succeed. That kind of suggests that you. You haven't got much in the way of choice, and I think that he's trying to bring out the possibility of choice, and it's a shame, really, because um, as I say, I think money does make a a difference there because the country as a whole is huge. Mm. You know, I mean, it's not like say Ireland or the UK, where the landmass is smaller, yeah, and then so and the population is smaller. So I, I think there it's much more difficult to move social class and the movement of your standing in society and your opportunities but anyway so in in terms of yeah so in terms of of social class like it captures that that very well and one of my big concerns at the start of the film was that it was going to feel a little bit like the father was living vicariously through his children like that was what it seemed like initially to me i was kind of watching a bit worried because i thought it would become a story of basically how how um it's feminism will be confined to the idea that look parents can live vicariously through their daughters as well as their sons but i think that the film very cleverly and very shrewdly becomes the story of the two girls first in in moving the focus away Mm -hmm. from the father when they move away from home or when the the oldest daughter moves away But also at the very end, which we probably want to talk about, so I'm kind of itching to talk about this because this is one of the movies well, no, no, at once more like, ridiculous contrivances, it. but also I think a very important thing to do thematically, which is when uh, Gaeta gets to the um, gets to the finals, um, and when like after she's been coached by her father and her father was sitting in the audience in the semi-final shouting instructions at her, um, the evil Indian Sports Federation <laughs> uh, conspires to lock him away in a storage cupboard. I think it was final. just the coach, wasn't it? It was just the coach yeah. with, with some assistance. <laughs> so the, to be clear, we are not slandering the Indian <laughs> National Sporting Association. But it's We're done just slandering this actual person. <laughs> probably this it, it's done in the most ridiculously evil way as well because it, it's like something from uh, so a Bond film. I think specifically hey, of Tomorrow. Villain, yeah, the, Tomorrow the Never Dies, the where it's like, Mr. Bond, would you mind coming into this little room over here? Um, or even, and then there's the shot as he's being escorted away, as the father's being escorted away, the coach standing there staring at him like Littlefinger from Game of Thrones going, and, and it, yeah, <laughs> he's he, muttering he, he to him. He soliloquy. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's right. like, oh, and only my father is to credit for this victory. And you're, <laughs> you're waiting for the moment where he throws back his head and cackles. And basically the father then spends the rest of the, the film or the climax of the film locked in a storage cupboard. Yeah. Of trying to smash his way out. And I think, well, first of all, it's a ridiculous scene because it looks like something from a from a Bond film. And, and Giovanna, I'm not sure if you can confirm whether or not this happened in real life. 
Yes, I, I, I don't think it <laughs> happens exactly like that. <laughs> Maybe some dramatic liberties. I, I, I liked the the balancing of it as well, though, because because the the um it is a story of a, a tiger parent living vicariously through his children, but it's also the story of those daughters having their own agency and their own recognition of the importance of this sort of liberation yeah um, well, i mean Gilda goes away to study at the, the nsa for example yeah um, and and it's not the national security agency no no <laughs> but she goes off she says she has that freedom that many people like even myself and andrew would have had when we went to college where you're like you're out from well, that your I parents um, <laughs> sorry but that, where you're out from under your parents and you have the opportunity to do all these things like she's able to watch television and eat, eat junk food for example stuff like that and the film sort of allows her to have the journey where she learns that like freedom involves like making decisions to restrain and control yourself as much as it does celebrating you yeah. know you can do anything but you probably shouldn't do everything uh, that sort of thing yeah i mean I, I think that under the father's regime she gets to the point where she's a national champion but he is very restrictive yeah. and then when you take away all of those restrictions then uh, she's all she has is herself and she goes yay and she does go a little bit crazy and then her sister arrives mm. and then so looks at her and trait. says mm, it's amazing because in defeat before it would have bothered you enormously yeah. and now you're just you're blasé about it yeah so I think there's that element of it the only thing I, d I didn't like to a certain extent is because it's only when you um, people have obviously seen the film by the time we uh, get to this is that it didn't emphasize too it didn't really show too much of the journey of the second yes. sister she won a silver didn't she she won a gold in 2014 yeah in the 50 you know at the 51 cat you know kg yeah. category so at the same time as her sister was winning the gold she was also winning a medal yeah which and that didn't it didn't the film didn't really show that which is a shame i thought yeah it, it was kind of, of a footnote but yeah sorry, it, exactly it, i like so. that as it goes it seems to shed siblings so like at the start you focus on the fact that the father's got four daughters yeah and it's like okay well two of those are unimportant so we cut that in half and we will focus on these two yeah. and then when you get towards the final when gita goes it's like okay yeah. well, we'll cut off the the other one and we'll follow well, gita's story the important message is you you you, you don't you don't have to um you don't have to just cook and clean and uh, 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 be, uh, perform a traditional woman's um, uh, role, unless you're one of the two daughters <laughs> who doesn't get to become a wrestler. Kind of, um. Yeah, yeah, I think that that is an important factor actually, because when you think about it, the, and for men as well, I should say we, we all ought to be able to look after ourselves, you know. And I think that the other thing as well is that. There are bits of the film where the father just say, "Okay, you don't, you two don't have to do any chores, and you'll just concentrate on your wrestling." Your wrestling, but I just think that that element is great. But um, you do think that you wonder how they're going to live years on when they're on their own. Do they live in a house full of rubbish and <laughs> <laughs> eating out at McDonald's every day? But I mean, they're going to be a little bit of 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 a little bit of
brothers who wrestle and one of the brothers goes off and gets famous and sort of gets out of control and the brother the other brother sort of reels him in it ends on a much darker note than Van Gaal though <laughs> as anyone familiar with the real life Foxcatcher case will attest right yeah I think yeah. I uh, we were, yeah we weren't so. mm, sorry this is the zone for Dan Gaal is Foxcatcher on the it is not it's it is not, not indeed no um, surprisingly it's not part of the Indian film festival it is strange strangely enough um, but it's it is, not a double feature <laughs> the two of them together but i do like this is a disney co-production actually in terms yeah. of because this is this is what exactly. sort of, what sort of grabbed me this is i think recently india uh, sorry recently disney's been investing more sort of internationally like they did something similar with queen of katwa last year as well which is the story of the ugandan chess champions for example where they they have a local office and local office brings a story to their attention like a true story to their attention and they develop it and they release it internationally like this is this was a, a big deal, actually. This was because this was something that was found internally by uh, by Disney employees. It's a true story, mm. and sort of promoted up through the ranks. It wasn't something that happened internationally. I think, in terms of um, Disney, traditionally, I guess they've focused on family entertainment. Yeah. And when you think of India, it is very much a family-oriented country, and so it's a massive market. It would make sense for them to be involved in filmmaking and, uh, and production, and you know, in in a country where family orientated and and you know where you've got a, a lot of and there's certain social values yeah which means that um most of the films that are released are wholesome wholesome family entertainment there's not a lot of um if you like 18 certificate films out there that are except in that one theater that the father goes to late in the movie as well. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but in, yeah but in general you know so, so it would make sense for disney to be involved in in that sort of production because it would fit with the brand yeah um, and I mean exactly. this is well like Queen of Catwell is also very good it's also another story of a girl doing something that a girl is told she can't do in a, in a repressive society as well yeah and, and it's not the the the, uh, the other I guess important thing about this is while while this is um, you could say that this is a in in some way systematically a particularly patriarchal society where we we all kind of live in in versions of of a patriarchal society, oh, yeah. whether whether we're from uh, Ireland or the United Kingdom or yeah. Italy, yeah. I mean, later so this year there's Battle of the Sexes coming out about Billie Jean King, for example, in Tennis. Yeah, like it's, exactly. it's not something that's that's purely regional. It's a story that I think has. And it's 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 uh, like in in there there is parallels everywhere in the world. Like like the 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 recent people people will be fam familiar with. <laughs> oh gosh, I've I've. I've just made 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 a sin in in that I I've I've forgotten her name and I don't want to say it wrong but Roach the Puskas nominee who um, Stephanie Roach I think it was yeah. her herself and other members of of the of the Irish uh, national football team were were uh, campaigning for for better conditions basically and more they, funding. They, yeah more funding yeah. where they're representing their country but they're being made a mockery of because of the conditions that they're expected and the well even the, the gender politics of it. yeah like, I mean, exactly I mean, and the same the, thing with saying the states that women's i hope i haven't completely example. butchered the, the details the, of that of that <laughs> case but i mean like even say women's basketball in the united states where for example a show like say futurama which is generally well-meaning and well-intentioned and, and generally quite socially liberal it still treats it as a punching bag like there is a sense that women's yeah. sports like around the world is not taken as seriously as the male equivalent uh, he, has a, he has a, a point because a number of years ago in um, it was football, yeah. for instance, in the in the UK it is and the uh, amount of money now that go and 
goes into the, the national game in terms of the Premier League. I think Sky put billions into it now. So mm. it's, I think it's about I don't know, 1.2 billion. I'm not sure. But it's an awful lot of money that they invest now in football. Yeah. And that is predominantly a, it's a male-orientated game. But yeah. there is a, a women's league out there that many of the clubs are invested in. You know, and um, But up until a, a maybe five years ago, five, ten years ago, there wasn't a lot of coverage of the yeah. women's football. Mm. But now there seems to be the BBC are trying to highlight some of the football. games that might have a... You know, people coming in from the, the the women's game who are captains of the, the the national league, and they're you know they're presenting, yeah, you know, so and they're commentating on and, and a way to sort of engage um, yeah. business as well. I think for an Irish audience as well, there should be well uh, that 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 there's a market for it certainly because we're we're um, there's there's so many Irish players in the English game compared to. When uh, I suppose when 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 Darren and I were children, it, it was it was it was normal to have like a world class um, Irish football player playing in the Premiership mm. at a top club. We don't really have that so much anymore. Did um, where where is exactly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, no. <laughs> but uh, Darren knows nothing about sports. So I'm letting Andrew see this one. No, but with with um, whereas with 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 women's football, at least you have that uh, that representation that we have to a lesser extent in 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 the Premiership. So the 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 interest in it, I guess here, um, maybe it's a small point. It is a small. But the interesting thing is that recently I went to the cinema, and just in the Irish context, is that one of the adverts was about uh, Gaelic games and mm. it featured women. Yeah. Yeah. You saying like, you know... Is it little, little sponsor um, women's football? I think it is, but because it had all these characters that were, were yeah. from children, really, to a certain extent. Yeah. And they're going to sport in powers and this is the reason I do it and all this. Yeah. And I think that's that's interesting. Well, so I think it's good that we're, like, we're making, like, you're making progress in, in this regard as well. Like, I think as a, as a culture, it's obviously, it's no nowhere near what it needs to be and needs to get a lot better but I think you're right that in the past couple of years we have seen more coverage yeah. and more engagement even this this year's rugby world cup I think there were, there was there was there was a decent amount of like it was being shown in pubs and kind of you were you were getting kind of media coverage of it and I mean it helped that it was held in Ireland this year <laughs> um, but um, yeah I, I, I think we're seeing some progress and I, I um, it'll be interesting later this year to see um, battle of the sexes as well one of the things with the one of the biggest boxing matches in recent times was the uh, Anthony Joshua versus um, Klitschko, and the undercard mm. uh, Katie Taylor, yeah, was on the undercard, and that was and they were showing that at the the local pubs. Oh. You know when they were showing yeah. the, yeah, the coverage, which, which, and which that was yeah. She she's she is the biggest kind of I mean, with 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 the exception of of the weekend we're recording this, she is the biggest um, Irish. Yeah. Uh, boxing she, she name. There's Conor McGregor, who isn't a, a boxer. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll see after <laughs> this weekend. With the exception of, the, of this with weekend. With the exception of this weekend. But um, aside from that, I, I, I think our, 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 our greatest kind of um, boxing talent at the I moment. Not is, even our greatest boxing talent. One, one of our greatest boxing. One of our greatest sporting. Balance, I think she's yeah. somehow that she's captured the public's imagination. Absolutely. And yeah. Somehow she's 
still a number of years after yeah. that that medal win. You know, I think she won silver. Is that, is that correct? Or did she go on to win gold? I don't know if I'm a, the sports expert. Well, I'm certainly you. not now. <laughs> well, she won this, an Olympic yeah, medal, yeah, yeah. and that push and for because Irish boxers are very famous in terms of the men's competitions. You know, they they've gone on to become you know successful professionals. Yeah. Um. For then a, a, a woman, a woman boxer to become a, a medalist. Um. That pushed her into the Irish consciousness. I mean, I, I don't know, but I, I didn't know who she was before that. And now I, I recognised her when she was on the, the undercard, on mm, the undercard yeah. for the, you know, the, the Joshua Klitschko yeah. fight. Well, to give an example, like our, my family's dog is named Taylor, not after Swift, after Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> um, as my mom insists on pointing out, yeah. That's a good thing. Like, that's a level of cultural uh, cultural importance. It's yeah. <laughs> we, 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 We've reached the zenith. <laughs> there, was do- there are dogs named Maybe. after her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the level of like for me, like that when my mother was naming dogs, that it was like okay, it's not Rex. It's yeah, know. yeah. We 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 called our cat after Packy Bonner. Yeah. Yeah. Like that that sort of thing. But yeah. Back to Dan Gal. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I mean, we, we no, deviated because obviously we were talking about yeah. women in sport. Yeah, and, which and, is and, you know, well, I think it's probably yeah. But even if you talk about the Conor McGregor um, fight with, with Mayweather, Mayweather in, the, in terms of UFC, probably the most famous fighter in terms of the public consciousness before McGregor that I was you know, listening to a documentary the other, the other day was actually Ronda Rousey. In terms of the public consciousness, yeah. because she achieved a, a level of success. This is a woman yeah, in, where uh, she was appearing in the Entourage movie. Yeah, and, and she was in yeah. the, the Expendables, and so she kind of was in the public con- consciousness outside. Yeah. I think well, was Gina Carano as well. G- Gina Carano yeah. was in um, Haywire by Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, yeah. Well. Ah, I think yeah, one of the yeah. greatest yeah. living directors, yeah, exactly. set well, in Dublin, and which I really appreciate. It it has the geography of sorry. Welcome to the Haywire podcast. <laughs> um, but it has, one of the things I really like about Soderbergh's Haywire, which is a movie I'm sort of mixed feelings on, but one of the things I, I love about it is that it gets the geography of Dublin so right that there's a chase sequence, right? But the chase sequence, he obviously had a list of locations where he wanted to film. And any other film would cut from like her walking around a corner of this one place where he wanted to shoot to her being in the second place where he wanted to shoot. But he pauses the action sequence in the middle of it so she can get a taxi from Abbey Street over to St. Stephen's Green so he can continue the action sequence in the surroundings that he wants, which I, I just really loved as somebody who sort of watches movies and goes, the geography here makes no sense. I was like, yes, I'm quite happy to pull yeah, up the adrenaline. As, for th- as opposed to Fast and the Furious, which, which Gina Carano is also in, yeah. and, and Ronda Rousey. Yeah, so the, the, when, when, when they have the chase around London, yeah, that, that makes like no checking sense off, whatsoever. Yeah, checking off all, uh, yeah, all of a sudden they're 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 at the um, what do you call that the um, the big uh, the London old, Eye. No, no, the big, uh, ben. big Ben. No, no, no. The, the, <laughs> where they end at the uh, at at the end of the race, they're 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 all of a sudden. We're experts at, in London, at, not fast at, and at furious. The, <laughs> you know, a big uh, factory chimney in 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 London. What do you call that? Uh, Battersea Dog. Battersea. Oh, yes, yeah. 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 Sorry, so that was that was a long way to go, <laughs> but uh, uh, but a, a very segment. short way to go in the movie. Yeah. So was Ronda Rousey in the Ronda Rousey? Yeah, yeah. She, she was in, she was in um, seven. Oh, yeah. yeah, she she was in the Burj uh, Khalifa um, fight. 
She fought uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yes, yes. It's amazing how much of the Fast and the Furious films I've forgotten. (laughs) You Um, you didn't mistake her for an actress. (laughs) (laughs) By any chance. Sorry, for an actor. Yeah, um, having wa- even watching Entourage, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mistake her for anything. <laughs> um, is actually much better, to be fair. Yeah, to she her. is. Yeah. Um, but in terms of actors, actually, because one of the things that struck me watching um, Dangal was that Amir Khan. Well, first of all, he does a full Robert De Niro in this movie, where it's like he he puts on weight and he he, he doesn't shy. Incredible. Like, he yeah. he's an ageless chameleon. Yeah, <laughs> there's a point like at the very start of the film where it flashes back to him being 16 years old, and somehow he looks younger than he did in Lagan, which was like 16 years ago. It's like, have you seen uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? They have a sequence at the start where Kurt Russell is like playing himself yeah, in 1980, exactly. and yeah. you can tell they've splattered on the CGI. And I was That's watching right. this going, I'm... how? How is this possible? Because he looks younger. He looks, I know, he looks younger than anybody on this podcast. With no offense to everybody on and this podcast. <laughs> I know, I know, but that we good know. Good, uh, good There's definitely podcast. some point of the filming where um, where he starts eating chicken. Because uh, sp- <laughs> speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, he starts to look like Chris Pratt, like in, in that <laughs> well, with the with, uh, with n- not the Parks and Recreation yeah. version that we see later in the movie. <laughs> yeah. We we have this huge it is it's like, the very opening scene very, which like, is a fantastic opening scene because i love the, the opening scene which is it's them watching the olympic wrestling yeah. match and it's some other guy who's new in the office shows up and is like ah oh, look at you if there was a if there was a medal for talking you'd have won yeah, and amir yeah. khan's like okay well look this is what we're going to do because hr on lunch break or something <laughs> uh, so they, they clear out all the desks and they have this big wrestling match but Amir Khan takes off his shirt and it looks like he's eating Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, <laughs> and like it's even exactly. more impressive. Incredible. It's even more impressive because like two minutes later he's looking sixteen years old, and then like fifteen <laughs> minutes later he's he looking like 62. he's eating. He's looking like he's eating Robert De Niro from I'd Raging like, Bull. I'd like <laughs> to know how they shot this movie in what order and what yeah, sequence. Yeah. At the end, yeah, he's like grey-haired and has this big Pop- paunch and, and red eyes, and yeah, it's. It's, a it's complete an amazing, transformation. It's an amazing physical transformation. It's it, kind of thing, is like, there something of the occult happening here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I mean, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that you would give an Oscar to Daniel Day-Lewis for, for example. Yeah. It's true. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if he won any awards for that, for his acting. I suspect he probably did. We can actually go to the fact machine and check if we don't mind. It's been, fact a, machine. it's been a while since we've done one of these, so hold on. <laughs> Yes, Amir Khan won Best Actor at the Filmfare Awards in 2017. Uh, the film also won Best Director for Natish Kiwara and Best Film for Amir Khan, Walt Disney Productions, Amir Khan Productions. I like that. Does that mean he gets two? Yeah. 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 Because he, he was a producer, basically. <laughs> yeah, and his production company as well. Like, Because um, yeah. it is, it's an Amir Khan Productions production produced by Amir Khan. It's like it's the level of almost auteurship. It's... Um, yeah, like I wonder whether he did, yeah. That's amazing. But it is but it is an astonishing physical transformation in the film. Like he's it's just astounding. Because there were cause there, there's moments where you don't realise how much he's changed and then they shoot him in silhouette and you're like, Yes, okay, that that <laughs> he looks like Alfred Hitchcock almost at times. But it's it's astounding. And it's those those pills that his wife is giving him, those are actually for <laughs> gain weight. They're actually heart medication. They're yeah, the only yeah. way they can get him to eat them on the movie. Like, there is this a point... is for your diabetes, right? Yeah. <laughs> there is that, a point that you've gotten during this shooting. Because yeah. there is a there is a point where it looks like he's having a heart attack, where he's wrestling his daughter, for example. Yeah. And there's a point where I'm just wondering if 
that came out in the edit where they're like, yeah, it looked <laughs> like he was kind of having a heart attack, so we'll set that that as is. Yeah, like it's it's really really it's really good. But I mean, he's everybody's uh, really good in the film. He's he's really good in the film as well. Yeah, and I mean, the film works, I think, because it, it balances. It has a nice tonal balance. It's never it's never yeah. too heavy, but it's never too light. Spe- speaking earlier of Gina Carano and and Ronda Rousey, the um, this is to, a strange segue. <laughs> to to have somebody who is who is who is as good at wrestling as as uh, the the two actors playing um Geisha and Babita are and and to have them also act act yeah, yeah. is 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 an incredible accomplishment because the the, the wrestling in this movie is really good yeah the, the, like like if 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 you if if you like wrestling or if you like martial arts um you'll you'll find something to appreciate in this movie yeah. as well well it doesn't because of the nature of the shots, you can tell that there's no... You know, like if it was an American movie, mm. they'd be cutting away, it would be edited in a oh, certain way. Oh, to conceal way. the stunt yeah, doubles yeah. and stuff. You can see it, and you know that it's a stunt double. In this one, it doesn't look like there were too many stunt yeah. doubles. There's or. only one actual cut that we noticed, which is for, for a two-hour and 40-minute film with lots yeah. of wrestling scenes in it, the fact that we only noticed one single cut. Yeah, I think um, I remember that And one. this is the one at the very end where um, Gita it's sort of... It's the final, yeah. It is the final with the Australian, who, by the way, again, like... This is a movie that paints, I think, in very broad strokes. Something we talk about, when we talk about Lagan, where there are good guys and there are bad guys, and the Australians in this movie, who they're fi- who they're wrestling in the final, are very clearly bad guys. I mean, I've never seen a band of Australians presented so menacingly <laughs> in film, um, and I've seen a lot of the work of Jonah Joe Hillcott. Um, so, but it is. Like, there's the point where she's doing the smack talk, and you can tell that it's been dubbed over her lips. I'm assuming the actors... Oh, Australian there's some actors. very bad dubbing. There's some very bad dubbing of the Australian characters. Um, but even at the end where they're wrestling, there's a point where Gita, like... And it's great. It's one of those things where it's it's beautiful sort of set and payoff. It's Chekhov's wrestling move. Because at the start of the film, he's explaining how wrestling works to the audience. Yeah. And, like, because you know how these sporting films work. It's like, what you learn in this scene won't be important until it is so it's like because you, you get one point for this two point for this three point for this and sometimes very rarely almost never happens i'm sure it absolutely won't come up at the climax of this film you can get five points for flipping somebody over like a rainbow and i like that the film sort of the film does very good storytelling where you get to the point where gita is four points behind and you're like how the hell is she possibly <laughs> going to get five points in the next 20 seconds? Dar- Darren is a very seasoned film watcher. So <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he, he he saw it coming. But I, I, do, I don't think it was any less for that. No, no, it, like, it worked very well. But there is a very conspicuous cut in that scene. And to be clear, like the cut happens after Gita has grabbed her opponent, lifted yeah. her over her own head, and is at about like 270 degrees away from the ground. Like it, it's a beautiful shot. I mean, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there were stunt doubles uh, and some and stunt doubles. And, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. But but no, they did a terrific job. Like in the in the uh, physicality of it, like they 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 looked like the two wrestlers. Like not not just in terms of like the um like comparing them to to the two photos, yeah. but they look physically like wrestlers. like they could wrestle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. and, and it is, and I mean, yeah. Even even Khan himself, when he's when he's in, when he's younger, when he's in the start of the film, he does look like a wrestler. 
And I mean, the film opens. He looks like a WWE wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) You're waiting for the moment where he smacks a chair over his opponent. But there's like the the film opens with I think what what Babu maybe described as this most wonderfully homoerotic sort of montage of like male wrestlers um, wearing like and it seems like red underwear is very much in vogue. It sort of it did bring back my. WWF or WE depending on, on what age you were when you started <laughs> watching it but those days where it was like wearing underwear and sort of wrestling in, in the dirt yeah. covered in sweat Giovanna felt that the that the underwear were, were a little bit too small <laughs> uh, a bit too skimpy yes. I don't know they, I, they I, should I, have I worn feel like they could have gone a little smaller no. <laughs> 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 I, I think like the, like the ones that were featured were wearing were, were wearing like proper sort of like cloth right and the ones, yeah. the ones that were focused but you could see in the group shots there were guys who were wearing bus- basically tidy whities that have been painted Bushy red. Smugglers. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it is. It, it's um, the film's wrestling sequences are very, very effective. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, even stuff like the use of slow motion, the use of ending, the use of cutting, and the building of suspense mm. as well through this, because like it's a point sport. It's like it is arguably the dullest version of wrestling you you could imagine. That it's not mixed martial arts. You're not going for a knockout. Mm. Um, and I mean, people talk about like breaking legs and breaking arms. Nobody in the movie breaks a leg or breaks an arm. But it's still incredibly tense to watch. It's like it is edge of your seat stuff. Well, yeah, I, I think that you know when you when we mentioned earlier, there didn't seem to be a lot of stunt doubles because some of the sequences are quite long. Yeah, you yeah. Know, particularly the, when she goes to the semi-final, and yeah. that, that's a, a long sequence. And yeah. when and even the the one before it, I think that when she's uh, the Nigerian, yeah. when she's fighting the Nigerian, that's quite a long sequence. Yeah. And, and there are a number of long takes in there as well, yeah. like long cuts yeah. as well. So I, f- I feel like there, were, there, there was minimal kind of use of doubles. Of, of or doubles disguising, even. yeah, even yeah. as well. Cer- cer- yeah, it certainly was kind of uh, judicious. Um, very, very, very judicious. It was, you know, it was a, it's an astonishingly well-constructed film as far yeah. as wrestling goes. Like, like you, you, and, and, and you can see as well that the... Well, by the way, the... the the dubbing in case um i guess everyone's seen the movie now but yeah. uh, the surprising thing about that is that it's not been dubbed into um hindi or yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's not like it's an english dubbed actor. into english yeah it's not it's so. not an australian actor who has to have their lines dubbed over in, no, in hindi no, it's, it's no. A, an actor having their australian accent clearly dubbed over and you, if you're watching the lips you can see she's saying the words as well uh, but it, it's very clear that as Andrew, Andrew wasn't wondering whether or not the Australian accent was just so bad. I'd like to know what that was, whether whether it was like a a like a, a professional kind of or sorry, an Olympic um, wrestler from like Russia or somewhere who was trying <laughs> to put on an Australian accent and, and not quite getting it. And then they dubbed it over. But instead of an Australian accent, it wasn't an yeah, Australian accent. Yeah, because it wasn't accent. an Australian accent either yeah. in the dub. No, but uh, I mean, uh, the like Babu was wondering if she was Welsh. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it's, it's a very good point. It could be just um, because when you think about it, two things. One is that um, it was a Caucasian, yeah. and the other was that you did need an actual wrestler. So yeah, it could be that she wasn't an actor, uh, um, an English-speaking. Yeah. Uh, you know, ah, ah yes, yeah, uh, she could have been from anywhere, yeah, really. Yeah. And uh, the the tire wasn't really uh, really important, you know. So basically, they just dubbed it with. Uh, yeah. And even if the accent wasn't really uh, <laughs> uh, accurately in uh, Australian, it didn't matter much because uh, the film is mainly uh, aimed at an Indian audience, yeah, exactly. and so they they don't really 
mind, I mean, they wouldn't, uh, uh, most people uh, in India wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a British accent or an Australian accent well, or I mean, an American accent, so it, it doesn't really matter. You talk to yourself about, like, Italian accents in films and stuff. Like, when characters speak Italian in films, myself and Andrew, who don't speak Italian, all assume that they're speaking with perfect, flawless accents. You, on the other hand, ha- actually speaking Italian... Yes, obviously, sometimes uh, there are characters that are supposed to be Italian, and they do speak oh, Italian, but yeah. they speak it with a South American accent, for example. <laughs> but obviously, <laughs> unless you are Italian or know Italian really well, you, you yeah. wouldn't be able to detect it. And it's okay, because there are Hollywood films uh, that are made uh, geared at the American market, so they don't care if uh, the Italians can... Uh, uh, understand that uh, that actor wasn't uh, a real Italian because nobody cares. Uh, and, um, nobody understands what they say anyway. Trust me, as as, as Irish people, yeah. we, we emphasize even, yeah. <laughs> even in I, English. I, I think I mentioned on the podcast, like walking out of that uh, that movie Calvary that was set in Sligo, a whole lot of people were like, yeah. nobody has a Sligo it, accent. Yeah, it was like he didn't sound like he was from Sligo at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, of course he didn't. It's <laughs> like nobody was from. <laughs> There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but nobody cares internationally yeah right? I mean, and I, I i think it's maybe like a testament to how kind of accessible this this movie was that we sometimes forget that this is a a movie for indian audiences yeah. which which is, talks to that point about the dubbing yeah. where it was jarring for us but but that's just because we're so used we're, to hearing people yeah. speak english we, yeah. I, I, like like you forget watching this movie that it's subtitled yeah as well like like that 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 it's 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 so kind of well there was a moment such a crossover yeah there was a moment early on where we didn't have the subtitles on and we didn't realize because the the, the, the visual storytelling was so effective at conveying what was happening we didn't realize that there were supposed to be subtitles yeah and that's that's the element of it is it's like it was probably more important for the characters to be able to be good wrestlers Mm. than actually be able to speak english Yeah, and I, th- I think it's I think it's a good choice. I think it it pays off very very well. I think we mentioned it already, but the um, training montages at the beginning it, it kind of remind me. I think I think there's a recent kind of uh, Vice kind of uh, video documentary about young kind of orphan Thai boxers who <laughs> who have been kind of who are, who are who are out like running at like five in the morning in in the, uh, like wearing rubber tracksuits and yeah. and they're like. And uh, the shot of their father behind them on the on well, the no, they, with they the reed. Don't don't yeah. have a father, I yeah. suppose. But uh, no, they, 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 at at times it felt kind of problematic. But I think it 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 actually it actually solved that problem because of the um, and it balanced it quite well. So so it created that kind of like sympathy for these children. But I think the moment where that's broken is when you realize that um, given the choice between this arduous. I, I, I think there's there's a song where it's oh papa you are injurious in, injurious to our, our health, health. Where, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you but you have the um where that's juxtaposed with the arranged marriage yeah and that and you realize that this is very much the lesser of of an evil and and it's not the uh, the the young uh, Thai orphans who are, who are basically like slaves for like blood sport but um, this this is this is wrestling and this it's it's creating kind of a life for these 
uh, young women outside of the traditional kind of the, bounds. The, the wedding sequence is is amazing. Like just yeah. in terms of structure and storytelling and narrative, right? Because it begins with the two girls sneaking off to attend a, a wedding. And so your sympathies are very much on their side. It's like, because even watching their father prevent them from having fun, shaving their heads, like forcing them to be the gossip of the town. And they want to go out and they want to have fun. And the sequence starts, it starts out with them having fun. They do a little song and dance number, but the song and dance number is about how awful the bride's husband is. And even though it's, it's uh, fun, you get this sort of like- The what a, what a loser groom toothbrush song <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. exactly but and then uh, you see that uh, the everybody's having fun apart the from the bride yeah, and the bride yeah. is like this is a nice joke for you to do a song and dance number four but this is the next 60 years of my life yeah, yeah. And, and then you get like the scene where the father shows up and he he slaps his nephew in the face like and in that moment, your, your sympathies, although you're, you're getting kind of a sense of what's going on here, your sympathies are very much with the kids because, like, their father walked into a wedding and punched a guy. <laughs> but then you have the wonderful scene w with the two daughters and, and, and with the bride. You have the, the cutting the hair before that. Yeah. Which, yes. which, 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 which does come across as this very cruel thing to do yeah and yeah. i mean it, it's shot as if it is it is shot as if it's something that's deliberately humiliating and embarrassing yeah, for them. yeah but i mean then you have that wonderful scene where after that it cuts to and in very quick succession it cuts to the daughter's talking to the bride about her situation and she's like well actually have you thought about this have you thought about do you want to marry somebody at the age of 14 who you've never met before mm. and be stuck to a life of having kids and cooking and cleaning and like your father is giving you the opportunity to do something completely different and then you have the, the conversation where he's talking about it with, with his wife as well where he basically reaches sort of the same conclusion and i think that it's a wonderful like narrative trick to do where your yeah. perspectives flip so quickly and so effectively over the course of what is a small scene in the film it's a great kind of comment on a non-conformism as well where 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 you've set up the audience's sympathies as um oh why can't they just be like um, yeah. why can't they just fit in like yeah. everybody else and then they realize the, the 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 strength and the power of 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 being different especially in a society where we're doing something different um, and being shunned can actually have consequences have yeah. very very yeah. real consequences exactly because i mean like but it, also is, it is like awful like to be shunned but to be shunned in a society that has that sort of hierarchy and social sort of like the, the reinforcement i think is, is but that but that that can be the only way to break through these these structures yeah. but it's also one of the, the i guess we're watching the we're um, recording this podcast on the um the weekend of probably the the most richest feist in the history of sport at the moment which is the mcgregor mayweather you're dating uh, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. This um, is a historical well, document. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, just in the sense of, of, of two things, really. First of all, the idea that he cuts the hair because he doesn't want them distracted in any way. Mm. So he says, right, okay, so if this is cutting, by cutting the hair, we, f we focus your attention on what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. That's the one aspect of it. And then the other thing is like that by sport has been traditionally a way that for a lot of, people who maybe are restricted by birth um, and wealth, you know, to, to basically improve their lives. Yeah. And it's interesting is that like, like if you look at Conor McGregor, I, I saw a, a recent documentary on him and he, he, he was talking about, well, I don't know anything about anything, but I do know about, I'm, I'm bored about everything, but I do know about, you know, yeah. 
he was, he was an electrician's apprentice and stuff like that. He was he turned was down plumber. from a job. And, yeah, Sorry, he was, turned... he was a plumber. And, and basically yeah. he said that, you know, he gave that up and he said, right, and he focuses, I don't know anything about anything else, but I do know about, I'm very interested in, in the sport and I'm interested in the way that the human body moves. And look at, he's gone from being on social welfare to being possibly one of the richest uh, men alive. Yeah. Well, well, Bosse Yasin called it the, the 188 after the amount that you get on the dollar. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and that's in a very short period of time. So I guess that in the, it is interesting, the idea it's of focus. Four years. Yeah. 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 Three and a half, four years. I mean, yeah, you, you arguably do have that sort of sense of mobility, perhaps in sport, yeah. but you don't that's really the, have. Yeah. It's the power of sport. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it is something that's based on, and I suppose maybe this is something that, that explains why these sporting underdog stories are so popular, is that in theory, and I, I mean in practice, and I think that, that Bengal touches on the fact that it's not always about ability, but in, in sport you have, it's an ability that elevates you rather than where you're from or where you're yeah. to, or ideally that's what it represents. So stuff like, say, rock You can come from a broken example. home. Yeah, and, yeah. and it, your circumstances are not what define you, it's... And, and in sporting films, it tends to be your will that defines you as well. It's your, your devotion to focus and training and your desire to make yourself into something. Well, I, I think the two of you, one, you've got to have the talent. Yeah. And yeah. B, you've got to have the drive. And I think unless... Because you can have the talent and not have the drive and not yeah. necessarily succeed. Have the drive and not have the talent and you end up with Eddie the Eagle. And ha have, yeah. have, have it, having the nurturing, I suppose. Yeah. Like, cause like Mike Tyson, for example, in... in um, was his name Customato, I think, um, who who was basically his his replacement father figure yeah, in 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 his life. Well, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But really but adopted, but, but yeah. In terms of like, yeah, the role he took him into yeah. a house and at fourteen yeah. and uh, he took a child with who who was who was like a potential. Yeah, yeah. And family. But who wouldn't have otherwise had that opportunity? No, no. Yeah. Who probably probably would be dead at a young age or in prison. Yeah, I mean, just generally, do we think? Because myself, well, he, he was in prison, I suppose. Otherwise, he would have ended up in prison. <laughs> but he, yeah, probably, he would have stayed there in prison <laughs> longer. Yeah, I was to say he probably wouldn't have. Probably wouldn't him. have had as good lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> and pro probably wouldn't have ended up with a comedy, The Mike Tyson Mysteries. Is that yeah, what it is? or a show on Broadway. <laughs> um, the various other opportunities that yeah. you get as a result of this thing. Well, I, I, in general, I think you can say that it broadened his uh, options, his possibilities. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think which, which is exactly how the father sort of frames it when yeah. he says, you know, well, look, no longer will they have to be chosen by, chosen by other chosen, and no longer will they have to be chosen by other people, they'll be able to choose themselves. Yeah. I mean, part of wonder is, is this, to, to make it a broader question, because myself and Andrew have noticed looking at the 250, sports movies tend to do very well, and particularly sports movies that we can't possibly account for being on the list. Stuff like the Warrior movie with um, Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah, like, that's a great sense, movie. There's a, well, uh, I, 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 I like made, it. Actually, oh, yeah. Movie. Hey, yes, there is even a Bollywood version with Akshay Kumar, and I don't remember the, the other actor. But uh, yes, it's basically a remake of The Warrior. It was, uh, uh, it was called Brothers. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. yes. And, uh, like, I, I, I don't think it should be on the 250, but uh, like, I think it's a perfectly serviceable movie. Yeah. The but I mean, do you think that, like, I. Is that what appeals to people about sporting movies? The idea, like the romance of it being something that's pure. Absolutely, like, and 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 I think there there is definitely a, a a maybe maybe only for certain people, but there is definitely. I think Eddie Murphy had a bit about this about people seeing Rocky and yeah. then wanting to go out and like 
<laughs> like start a fight with the next <laughs> person they see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's uh, only a movie. <laughs> yeah, just finish uh, your Italian and you're, uh, you're uh, on uh, a boxer. Dar- Dar- Darren <laughs> being challenged to a wrestling match. Yeah, you I, can I, tell I, which one of the two hosts I, that this other movie had the strongest effect I, on. I, 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 I think it would be good traction for the podcast. Um, <laughs> Are we going to live, live stream this, Andrew? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm afraid I don't have my unitard. So that's, that's the only reason. I'm, I'm, I have a singlet here for I think you know, what you can say is that in, in terms of sporting movies, I, I think the, the reason that they, they do so well is that because usually the, uh, the protagonist is often someone who people can identify with, you know, because a lot of people just have a, a normal everyday life. You know, they yeah. go to work, they don't do anything extraordinary. And these people achieve something extraordinary from... Ordinary backgrounds. Ordinary backgrounds, and I think yeah. that's that's what captures the the imagination. And I think, as you say, like with Conor McGregor, I think the reason that he's captured everyone's imagination is because he came from a guy come from Dublin. Yeah. He if used if to the be star a is born, uh, but without the trappings of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think that's a and it's just an incredible achievement. And the other thing is what is it's like would say with Dungal, it's probably encouraged a lot of people to women to take up sport. Well, that's exactly the closing you know, so closing text sort of says that basically the story had an inspiring influence. I mean, you didn't see that in the in the film itself, where one no. of the guys in the village brings his two daughters to the match, yeah. and they, they're absolutely devoted to seeing, you know, um, Gita like win that gold medal. Hopefully, they're also there to see see the silver medal being won as well. But that doesn't get as much focus. <laughs> no, but there, yeah. there is this they sense. focus on everything. I, yeah. I suppose in, <laughs> in I mean, it is two hours movie, and forty minutes long. Yeah, yes. in a movie, you have to kind of choose. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, to a certain extent. And I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing when you're adapting a true story. So you can excuse things like the sequence where the father is basically Bond villained away in a storage <laughs> cupboard um, and tries to beat his way out with a sledgehammer, which I quite yeah. liked. There was a moment where he was standing there and he had to choose between a traffic cone and a sledgehammer. And I sort of, I liked, he made the right choice. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, again, I, I think that, as you say, that it's a plot device to, yeah. to have him away and then basically say the reason behind it, I won't always be here, so you have to rely on yourself. Yeah. So it does show that the main character then. Yeah. It becomes their yeah. victory That's as well. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, it becomes, it's not it's yeah, about their... him anymore. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not him shouting. Mm-hmm. You can't say, like, she says the silver medal is there because of him. The gold medal is there entirely because of her. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's an important thing for the film to actually go out of its way to, to make clear. And yeah. they're still balancing that, um, that idea of her giving all of your credit to him by kind of handing o- him the medal mm-hmm. and then hi- him handing it back to yeah. her so and, and yeah. it was a nice touch of the way he hugs all both of them yeah. not just the one of them so yeah. it just shows you that you know you, just because there was no it, awkward moment where he's like oh by the way did you do anything important with these games i think that's a good thing as well because it often you know where you you have uh, in families where you have one sibling that's doing extremely well and the focus is on that sibling yeah then uh, you don't really hear too much about the uh, you know the rest of the family. So now, to, to be clear, though, even though we hear about the second sister, we don't really hear too much about the other two kids. Well, yeah. uh, in <laughs> Ernest, uh, sometimes yeah. you see him uh, helping Reading. them read yeah. them, playing yeah. with them, so it's not like uh, you, you never see him engaging yeah. with, uh, with oh. the other children. Well, I mean, there's a lovely even scene where he's visiting the two, the two girls when they're sleeping, and he explains that he can't be a coach and father at the same time, but that doesn't mean he's not a father. And we're... we're, we're um, I think what is it one of the daughters is blowing the whistle for when, yes, when they're yes, explaining exactly. the rules. <laughs> exactly. the, yeah, so yeah. they are involved as well, yeah. even if yeah. they are too small to do anything. Yeah. yeah. But even in the in segments where he's with the children and he's uh, 
he's teaching them English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's going to the school books with them to say, you know. And oh, yeah, C-A-T, cat. Yeah. Uh, and like, the, the O-Y, boy, is a nice sort of thing to come in on on that scene. I thought that yeah. was a very nice touch. Yeah, the, 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 the child is um, advancing at an exponential <laughs> rate because yeah. it goes from C B O Y C A T and E L E S H A N T. By the way, I like that I, I got that wrong. Thirty-year-old <laughs> yeah. man. Um, so good job, kid. <laughs> Whatever that family's doing, it's doing something right. Yeah. Uh, again, it's to encourage people to, you know, to educate their children. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the young girls as well. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we talked about this at the start where the movie did get like tax benefits and stuff like that to encourage because it was seen as a social good to encourage, like to teach basically families that kids, that girls were not forgotten or abandoned. You yeah. Know? That they, they were worthy of being being raised and they had this, they should have the same opportunities that, that male children would have. It's a huge issue globally. Uh, yeah. And it, especially in certain parts of the world. Yeah. Like the, the um, Nobel um, Prize winner. Malala, Malala yeah, Yousaf Yousafzai, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, where 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 access to education um, and uh, the kind of patriarchy's kind of ref re refusing and and threatening. Yeah. Um, any yeah. situation in Afghanistan, all yeah. stuff like. And I, like like we in in this 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 is something in 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 our own society that that is only kind of really changed recently and it hasn't yeah, even changed completely recently no I mean, not completely i mean like even in in our education system women wear caps when they graduate with it with a degree because that's assumed to be a cap on their education like yeah sort of there, we we still yeah. have these kind of yeah. like hangovers from it yeah. and access access to, to 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 education for women it's only in the last kind of few hundred years yeah and even then there's there's arguably a long ways to go as well when it comes to opportunities and, and yeah for pay and stuff like that so yeah it's Sorry, this is a very upbeat and optimistic <laughs> podcast. No, it's, 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 well, it's, no, it's definitely it's worth talking about. It's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a realistic, like... Yeah, it's doctoring yeah. the audience. It's yeah, a the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd like to point out that the, the only woman on this podcast is also the only one who, is, who actually has a doctorate. Um, yes, and the cast of our doctors is the same for men and women. <laughs> so that is uh, equal. <laughs> and Amir Khan um, kind of um, oh, the trademark... The um something that something that we had in Lagan, people saying terribly unmotivating things <laughs> at, at, <laughs> at important at moments. important moments. So I there is there is a few. There is uh, you have to win <laughs> when when <laughs> when she's uh, it's the first time it's her very first uh, wrestling fight. Which by the way she 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 ends up na narrowly losing. Was still winning the. This is when the, she's a when she's a little girl. Rupees. Yeah, yeah. She's, a, she's a little girl, and she's she's fighting for the first time competitively against this massive boy, and it's like, yeah, you know, we don't want to put any pressure on you, yeah. But you are not only fighting for yourself and your father, you're also <laughs> fighting for every woman in the world ever. <laughs> then, and it's, then, then she's eleven years old. <laughs> then we have her later on when she's in the the national setup. She's in the national sports. Um, association or whatever yeah. you call it and and she loses her first match and her coach says you're not cut out for international competition <laughs> then then there's the second round where she's in the commonwealth games i think where 
where the coach says, don't lose so badly. And then <laughs> and her like, father you... says, you are not to lose. Like, that is good advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll make a note of that. Let me write that down. This is what I've been doing wrong so far. And then the coach later on is like, what are you doing? You could have won. <laughs> like, why didn't you just win? Um, you're, you're failing. You're, what, are you, what are you doing? If, if, if you keep losing, you're going to lose. And, and, and there... To be fair, I can understand not wanting to get involved in like the intricacy of finer wrestling positions. But some of, yeah, some of the, some of the sports psychology is questionable. It's, it's very basic. <laughs> The, I, feel, I feel like I could coach a soccer team based on the advice given by this movie. So the plan the, is we're going to go out there and wait for it, guys. We're going to win. Yeah, what, the whatever you don't do, don't lose. Yeah. Because that'll be the worst thing ever. Yeah. And, and you'll, you're, you're, you, it will prove that you're, that you're just not cut out for this and, whatsoever. And like the fact that she, at that point, Gita's already got a guaranteed silver medal, by the way, to be absolutely clear. Like, I know the movie needs the stakes to be very high yeah. in that final battle where she's going for gold. But like, the coach's goal going into this was to come back with three medals and three bronzes, right? And so she has already soared past and it, all expectations. It's, it's not just coming from the coach either. Where it, it be, because it solidified like, this idea that, okay, it's a bad coach. Um, but um, and that he's heaping too much pressure. Competent but, uh, and evil. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But also her father, because he has this kind of touching heart to heart with her. He says, "Now tomorrow is very important because it's not just all of India's hopes that are on you, but it's all of women's hopes everywhere that are on you. So no pressure whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. But what you're doing tomorrow is extremely important." And you sh probably shouldn't sleep tonight. Yeah. Um, the entire like course if, if of you human history. If you mess this up, it's yeah. the end of the world. And yeah. yeah. They're, they're going to cry. All the girls are going to cry. Every <laughs> yeah. girl who ever lived and ever will will look back on you and cry. But no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's another kind of... I look forward to seeing more Amir Khan movies. <laughs> where, where, where the coaching is suitably strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a war movie. <laughs> this, remember, this is the, this is the future of... of of the human race. <laughs> okay, maybe more appropriate in like a war movie. Like I'd be very disappointed if you had a war movie. It's like, look guys, go out there tomorrow. Do your best. If, yeah. if we lose, well, it wasn't meant I to be. I want humans versus aliens. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a Amir Khan speech where, where he's like, oh, we're finished. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, go out there, have some fun. That's what is, what's important here. But yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed um, that aspect of it. And it was entirely unironic. Oh, no, it, was, it was very sincere yeah. and earnest and to be fair it works because you need that tension like in, in defense of it and like this is the thing as even when there are elements of the film that I, I wasn't very fond of I, I like the contrivance where he gets off in the cupboard I can see why that's necessary and I understand why it's there and it's good storytelling that it's there like it, it's just mm. it's not maybe as elegant as I, I would have liked it to be like stuff like that mm. importance of those stakes are there because they are important and they are like you can't yeah, retroactively say that all was, women's hopes were on you I when you know. won. I, like, I but thought you, it, have I, to, you have to have that up front. I thought it was weird because it never punctured that idea of failure being the worst possible thing that can happen. And, and, and it, 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 I was thinking at some point when she started losing that it was going to make some sort of a statement which is familiar to people who, who follow sports of, of, of failure as the, as the kind of hidden ingredient to success but no it, it didn't really kind of uh, take that tack at all it was like well i've i've lost my way and, yeah. and um, I, 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 I liked by the way the moment where um where they they where she Reconnect. she cut her own hair yeah uh because it was no longer her 
her father um, well she was understanding her, like, yeah. I mean and then that's the thing that and I really was, like about that segment is because it would have been very easy to do that segment in a way that said look she went out into a world and she lost it because her father wasn't around to guide her and like all she needs is for him to come back and impose like a martial discipline like one of the things I liked about that was that it was more about her, her realizing yeah. her realizing that she needed to set boundaries herself and the fact that she cuts her own hair, for example, the fact that he's banned from visiting her at, at the NSA, and even though he does do, and I sorry, I keep saying the NSA as if like it's you know the National, <laughs> National Security Institute, but I mean it does National Security Institute, elephant? I, NSI, but um, National Security Elephant. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. But uh, Darren's spelling not so good today. But I do like that the film went out of its way to have her make these choices herself. And as she went along to, while her father was still there supporting her, to gradually minimize her role and to allow her victories and her choices to be her victory and her choices. And I think that, yeah, her cutting her own hair was, was a great bit of that, uh, a great choice. Uh, yes, and even um, uh, talking about the fact that uh, basically uh, he, uh, Amir Khan's uh, um, character was... Um, um, giving that speech to his daughter to motivate her to, to do well uh, is in line with his style with other films as well mm. like Kings Peak he, he was uh, criticizing um, fake religions and uh, the fact that uh, there are a lot of charlatans uh, that are exploiting religion for uh, economic gain and uh, they are um, exploiting uh, superstitious and so on and um, um, even there, uh, you can say that it's a bit preachy sometimes because he's uh, uh, explaining exactly what is wrong. And uh, even in this film, um, he wanted to clearly give that message. And sometimes yeah. the only way to give that message is to clearly spell it, it out. Yeah, uh, especially so there's no ambiguity. Uh, there yeah. are uh, people in, um, in the audience that um, are coming from a society that is very traditional and so on. And so it's not so obvious uh, that uh, the, uh, the, the fact that uh, uh, one girl wins uh, can empower others, mm. no? I mean, uh, it's not uh, just something that uh, one person does for himself or herself, uh, but it can have repercussions. And so that's why basically needed to, to say it. And also, I mean, um, also the fact that um, there was always uh, this balance between being a coach and being a father, no, in that mm. sense. And uh, he, he, he tries to uh, kind of be being both by motivating her for herself, but also for, uh, for others, for the greater good. And then, uh, I mean, you see in the film that he's a, a kind of a good father as well, because you never see him beating uh, the girls. Mm. I mean, maybe I wonder. Like, I wonder if that's an editing choice, though, because he has a read sort of throughout the film, and he sort yes. of flexes it at points. And I wonder if there's an element of the film sort of editing around any scene of him striking them. Or no, but I don't think uh, he. Uh, I mean, because uh, the film uh, aimed at uh, showing him respectful okay. towards women, so yeah. he could uh, slap around uh, the. Um, the boy because uh, the wedding, he was yeah. a guy yeah. no yeah but uh, you you never see him lay a hand uh, on a on a girl because uh, yeah. he's, he's still uh, their father he still loves them he still uh, respects yeah. them so he doesn't use them just as a money making uh, yeah um, uh, live my dreams uh, yes yeah. exactly the reed stands in as a kind of a symbol of the discipline without yeah. ever being used, used uh, yeah. yes 
<laughs> so it was a conscious uh, choice not to use it. It wasn't just uh, because they edited yeah, out yeah, the yeah. bits where he didn't yeah. use it. <laughs> where he did use it. Uh, well, with that in mind, um, thanks very much for coming in, guys. Thank you very much for having us. I know, it's a pleasure. Um, and we will hopefully uh, be in touch again in the future. Um, the Indian Film Festival uh, of Ireland, which has already happened, if you pause the, the, the podcast, <laughs> attended the film and are now listening to it. Um, but it is on in case somebody has sort of either seen the film already and listened ahead. I've it is on next weekend, so the 15th Yes, uh, between the, the, the 15th, of, uh, Friday the 15th to Sunday the 17th of September 2017. And... Uh, um, basically, it's on in um, various um, um, venues uh, across Dublin, and uh, the screening of Dangal will happen at uh, Ratmines Library on Saturday, the 16th of September at uh, 12 o'clock. And is there any cost involved in that? <laughs> no, it's free. It's free, <laughs> totally free. It's oh. free. Oh, crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. Any, uh, yeah, yeah. Is, 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 is there anything else from the, from the film festival that you wanted to promote? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I'll sort of jump. Yeah, I mean, we talked about some of the stars. Yeah, that was probably a natural end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we, we talked about some of the stars. But you are introducing, as as you mentioned earlier, when is the the film you're introducing on again? Or the well, two uh, short films and they're full length. Yes, yeah, actually, they're clashing with uh, the screening of Dangal. But okay. anyway, they are on Saturday, uh, the sixteenth of uh, of September. Uh, they, um, they start at uh, one p.m. until uh, more or less five. And uh, there are uh, three films, uh, two shorts, uh, and a feature film. And I, I hear that this is going to be introduced by the leading expert in Indian film in Ireland. Can yes. you confirm that, Giovanna? Uh, I can, because there is nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Perfect. Well, we will have all those details in the show notes as well as a link to the Facebook group. Um, it, has, it has been an absolute pleasure, and hopefully we'll have you on before long again. Thank you very much. Yes, Thank you very much, Bye. 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 Bye.